Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Christians United Ministry. My name is Travis. And before we get into today's Bible reading, um, which is actually one of it's from my favorite chapter. Yep, that's from Matthew. And before I get into it, though, I want to say that, you know, there's going to be times where I can't do the podcast every day. You know, I really strive and thrive to do so, but sometimes it's not possible like yesterday and today. Even I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it, but I really pushed myself to make some time to do it. Cause I'm just, my, my schedule has just been jam packed these last few days. And so whenever I can't do them, always just pray to God and he'll tell you what book to read and what chapter to read and just open your Bible and start reading and receive his word. And you truly, but you're truly filled the Holy spirit and with God's love, you can hear him and he'll, he'll reach out. And he'll tell you what to read. And I do that every day before these podcasts, I ask him, what should I share? You know, and um, I I want everybody to know that I'm not doing this for pod. I'm not doing this for fame. I'm not doing this to hit a billion people. I'm not doing this to uh, make a billion dollars. I just want whoever's heart is open for the Lord's word. They have somebody who can give it to them. You know, sometimes we're driving the car, we're driving to work or we're just busy cooking dinner, but we want them to listen to. I want to create a new way for people to receive the word because I understand myself that we have busy lives and it may not be so easy and practical, but we should always try and thrive to do so. And so by doing this, I, I don't make any dollars from this. I'm not looking forward to, I'm not looking to, to do so. It's not my intentions. Um, I'm not doing advertisements in my podcasts. Um, I'm not doing any of that because I'm not here for money. I'm here for sharing God's word. God will reward me in his own way. So let's get right into it. We're going to read. Today we're going to read Matthew 9. But to kind of get into that, Matthew 9 starts really at the bottom of Matthew 8 uh, for it to make sense. Um, This is and you'll see right here. So let's open up the Bible. We're going to open up to Matthew 8 verse 34. Here we go. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they besought him that he would depart out of their coasts. And that brings us into Matthew 9. So chapter 9, verse 1. And he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of palsy, lying on on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, a servant of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in thy hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk? But ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. And he arose, and departed to his house. When the multitude saw it, they marveled, and glorified God, which hath given such power unto men. And Jesus passed forth from thence. He saw a man named Matthew, sitting at the receipt of custom. And he saith unto him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. 
And it came to pass, as Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees see it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? And when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that be whole need not a physician, but that they are sick. And go ye, learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy, and not sacrifice. For I am not come to call the righteousness, but the sinners to repentance. Then come to him the disciples of John, saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast oft? But thy disciples fast not. Jesus said unto them, Can the children of the bridge chamber mourn, as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come, when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and they shall fast. No man putteth a piece of new cloth on an old garment. For that which is put in to fill it up, taketh from the garment, and the rent is made worse. Neither do men put new wine in old bottles. Else the bottles break, and the wine runneth out, and the bottles perish. But they put new wine into new bottles, and both are reserved. While he spake these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler, and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead. But come and lay thy hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And behold, a woman, which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years, come behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For he said within herself, If I may touch his garment, I shall be whole. But Jesus turned him about and said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith had made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the ministrels and the people making a noise, he said unto them, Give place, for the maid is not dead, but sleepeth. And he left, they laughed to him to scorn. But when the people were put forth, he went in and took her by the hand, and the maid arose. And a fame hereof went abroad into all that land. And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he came into the house, the blind man came to him. And Jesus, Jesus saith unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yes, Lord. Then touched he their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it unto you. And their eyes were op opened, and Jesus straightly charged them, saying, See that no man know it. But they, when they were departed, spread or brought his fame into all that country. And as they went out, behold, they brought to him a dumb man possessed with the devil. And when the devil was cast out, 
the dumb spoke, and multitudes marveled, saying, It was never seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He cast out devils through the de prince of the devils. And you'll know why I laughed in a second. And, these, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on, on them because they fainted and they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Now I kind of snickered a little bit, but I'll tell you that in, in a minute. But let's go all the way to the top um, uh, by verse 2. And it says, Behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, laying on the bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. Now, and you can even see in the responses, like, what do you, what, what do you, what do you, what do you mean his sins are forgiven? I'm, I'm asking you to, to heal him, not forgive his sins. And they're even saying, does he have the, he's, this is blasphemy. Can he even forgive their sins? And he's saying, I am, I can, I am the Lord thy God. And he's, and he's telling them this is like, I have the power to forgive. And what does Easter say? You're forgiven or rise and walk. He's saying, what are you looking for? Are you looking to be spiritually cleansed or physically cleansed? Or spiritually healed or physically healed? Which one do you seek? And that's important. When we ask of him of anything, we got to think about what, what do we want? Do we want to be physically taken care of? Or do we want to be spiritually taken care of? Meaning, are you? would you rather have the nicest house, the nicest job, the nicest car, and the Lord give you that? Or do you want the Lord to give you spiritually? Meaning, the Lord's plan may not include you to have the house. So, do you want to go by his plan, or do you want to go by your plan? It's really, really just, really dumbs down to that. And it's, it's kind of simple. Yeah, it can be very dis, um, difficult. And I want to scroll back a little down, and um, not back, but I want to scroll a little down to verse 11. And we're here, we're going to be uh, sticking around in this area for a little bit. And it said, when the Pharisees saw it, and he said unto his disciples, why eat your master with publicans and sinners? He said, if you're so great, why are you with your sinners? Why are you with all these sinners and all these low people? Why are you with the bottom class? Huh? Why? Well, he's saying, this is exactly what he said, is that, well, if, if you weren't sick, would you go see a physician? If you were the smartest, would you not go see your teacher? He... he I've come not to call the righteous because the, the righteous is already the righteous. I've come to see the people who actually need me, the sinners. I am here for the sinners. That is, I, that is his sole purpose. And, that, and this is exactly what he just tells us. Why is he here? Because he's here for sinners. Um, and he's sinning for their repentance. And that is kind of a very... Um, important message is throwing off here it's, he didn't come he didn't come to save the world of the righteous or the people who don't he came for us sinners and 
most importantly, his children, the people who follow him, listen, love him and listen to him, accept him into his, his lives. You, you never see in the Bible he goes begging anybody to be his follower. No, you always see him walking with people following him. Meaning, uh, it's kind of, we'll get into it, but I'm going to tell you a little bit. He went, when he went up to the mountain to pray and with the five loaves and uh, wine, he went up there just to pray, and these people followed him. And he, they were, and he was, he was. To me, I'm, I'm like, well, these people just won't leave me alone. But no, he went there to pray. But he said, well, there, let's feed them, let's take care of them, because those were his children, and he takes care of his children. And that's what he's telling here. It's like, I'm here because they're my children. They need me. That's why I'm here. Why, why would I be here if you didn't need me? You know what I'm saying? Why would I be here in the first place if I wasn't needed? If you didn't have any sinners. Now we're going to go a little bit down. And it's right there. It says, now they're asking him in verse 14. Why are we fasting? And I know this is kind of. Um, when I first read this. It's a little bit difficult for me to uh, kind of understand. Until I you know, received the word God. And I had a little bit of research. To kind of get a better understanding. And what he's saying is. He says, he's not coming here to, he says, would you not, would you put a new piece of uh, clothing on an old piece, an old garment? Would you do that? What he's saying is he came here to, to pass the old. He came here to fulfill the old and come in with the new. So when I say old, I mean the Old Testament and where they had to fast. They had to do, they had to fast um, traditionally uh, for uh, for God. He, he's saying here, you don't have to do that anymore. This is new. Here's a new piece of clothing to wear. You have your old garment. Now, why would I, t- him being that new garment, him being that new cloth or that new wine um, or him being that um, bride's groom, that's, him he's the new now why would you put new onto old no you just go out and get a whole new piece of garment new piece of uh no clothing garment a new bottle of wine and that's what he's saying here is so when you read that it's like he's coming here to replace these old traditions and mind you one of the biggest ones that you could think of other than fasting was the sacrifice of a lamb or having to eat kosher these things he didn't you don't have to do anymore you don't have to do these things anymore um, because he is the new covenant. He is the new Testament. So that is what he means by that. And it's, so there are like, and you notice how he tells them this through, like he didn't just tell them crystal clear. Like he didn't have to like, well, I'm the new covenant because this is not about, and we'll see that in a minute. This is not about, what I believe is about what you believe. That's all what it is. And that's exactly where we're going to next. When you scroll down and he's healing all these people. And it's just all these. The, the, we got the woman uh, with the, the disease of the blood. We got the blind. We got the dumb. Notice what he says to them. He he doesn't say he doesn't just come out and say he says, do you believe? He, he always asks him a question. He says, do you believe I can do it? And that's where they get healed. It's not by him just openly giving prizes. You, have, in order to get that gift, you have to believe. You have to believe that that 
that can, that gift and that miracle could work. Because if you didn't believe it, it didn't work. Notice how that lady came up. If I just touch the rim of his garment, I'll be healed. And, he, and Jesus says, you are healed. So your faith had healed you, had made you whole. It healed you. Because of your faith. And that's where it all comes down to is where do we believe? Notice when, when outside of this chapter, when he it, when Jesus goes onto um What's his name? Pontius Pilate. Almost forgot for a second. Uh, he had, the Pontius asked him. He said, are you the king? And he says, well, do you believe I am? Because it's not about what he believes. It's about what we believe. He knows who he is. He doesn't have an identity issue. He, he knows exactly who he is. He says, who do you believe he is? Because that's who he's here for. He's here for those who believe who he is. You notice that never in the Bible does he come out and say he's Christ. He doesn't come out and say, hey, I'm Jesus Christ. I am Christ. That's a name that we gave him. Manuel. Christ. And he says, he says right here, according to your faith, you should be healed. And he's saying, it's like, if you truly believe, then you will be healed. If you don't, then you won't be healed. If you truly behaved, believe, excuse me, behaved, if you truly believed that he can do it. That kind of gives, um, I want to kind of go into another story from a different chapter, also Matthew, but when Peter came off onto, onto the water, Jesus invited him to walk on the water with him, come onto him while walk on the water. And Peter goes off and he, he's kind of astonished that he's walking on water. He's walking in water. And then when he saw the wave come, he, he doubted in Jesus for a second. He's like, wait, what? Got scared and he fell into the water. And did Jesus just like, okay, forgot him? No, he held his hand out. And the point being is that when he saw the waves, that tested his faith. But Jesus restored his faith by leaning on his hand. He didn't just give up on him. No. So we got to think about that here too, is if we truly believe that wave can can affect us. If we truly believe, Jesus will make miracles in our lives. And that also goes with giving credit to the Lord for everything. You know, a lot of people give credit to, to others. De- car dealers, banks, friends, families, jobs. You know, we, we always give everybody else the credit, but who, we never give the Lord Jesus. We only give him, we only go, okay, well, thank God. I was able to go to church this weekend, or thank God I didn't get into an accident, you know. Notice how normally there are situations where we were saved. But we got to remember that we get everything from him. And that comes from faith. We'll get it as long as we have faith. And another thing I want to say, I want to kind of talk about where I, I kind of snickered. It was verse 34. He said, cast out devils through the prince of devils. That's what the Pharisees say. And you'll see this in the coming, upcoming chapter, I believe. Um, that it's, it's, Jesus is telling him, well, a devil can't cast out devils because that means the devil itself would be divided. And you always see, he says, good cannot be, evil cannot be divided. It won't be divided against itself. The devil have to fight himself. That's pretty much what we're saying. He's there saying, you're saying the devil's fighting himself? But you know who does fight against themselves or cast each other out is... Good people, 
good. Look at Christianity right now. We're all divided. Look at even outside of religion. Look at this country of people. Well, they're all divided. Republicans, Democrats, atheists. We got, what, sovereign citizens. We got all this division. Countries against countries. And we're crumbling. Look at Ukraine and Russia. That's a good testament to that. That's a good example. They're crumbling now because they're divided. Even Russia's people are standing up against Russia. And Russia has a hand in, but they're still crumbling because they're divided. So instead of working with each other, we're divided. And that's why I laughed here. It's like, he's, he's saying, well, yeah, he's fighting himself. That's what he's doing. And you see how these Pharisees, you'll see them. The, they resemble a lot of the devil. You know, they, they, they do a lot of the devilish things. And what they're doing now, they're deceiving. And remember, the word devil means to deceive, deceitfulness. So that's I, I snickered because I just I, it was just, just, just to me it's funny. Um, now, one thing I kind of want to go touch on is the last thing is thirty seven and thirty eight, and says so the true the harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. So he's saying that there is so the, the word is there. You have a plentiful word of God's word. You have a plentiful, but yet, but yet. Um, there's not a lot, not a lot of people spreading the word, not a lot enough people giving that word out. We don't have a lot. We need we need more. And he says, and how do we get more? He says, you pray before the Lord, and He will send forth His laborers into harvest. We got to pray, and we got ourselves share the word, and worship the Lord, and believe that He can do it, because that's the only way. Now, um. Again, that that kind of wraps up that chapter, but I kind of wanted to touch on a few things. So on, I, I want to say sometime this weekend, I'll give you a, a clearer date tomorrow. I'm going to be doing Jesus Christ within the family. And it's actually a good test, a uh, good way to understand families. You know, when we invite Jesus Christ and God into our family, understand how our family itself can be affected by God. It works better, and it's gonna, it's gonna, it's like one of those things. Just kind of like give you a little heads up. Is like it does give it does come off a little off putting a little bit. Some people believe because it says wives must submit to the husbands, husbands submit to Christ, and then and then people are like what? And that's sexist, but it's not. And I'll go more into it. It's gonna be really good. It's actually one of my favorite um, sermons to give to anybody I'm talking to about religion. It's like, it's one of my favorite things because I like to clear up that misunderstanding. And I practice this in my household and it works amazingly. And, you know, I've been married for six years now. Um, no, no worries there at all. We are a very strong couple. We're not, you know, we're a very, a very strong family. I have three daughters and it works perfectly how I'm going to, and I'm going to explain it to you uh, sometime this weekend. Uh, so today, tomorrow, well, today I did the first part. Tomorrow, I'm going to do Matthew 10 and uh, Saturday, 11, Sunday, 12, and then possibly 13 of Matthew this weekend, uh, Monday. Then we're going to, after that, we're going to backtrack and do the Sermon on the Mount of Matthew. Um, we're going to do chapter 5 on Matthew 5 on Tuesday, Matthew 6 on Wednesday, and thir- next Thursday is going to be Matthew 7. So it's going to be a Matthew week. Um, something I've been excited to do. I was going to do it the other way around, but I like this way better because it, it gives 
Uh, now it gives them how this God God sends us to preach the word. But before it tells us, uh, and then the other five, six, seven, um, those are very a longer chapters, and it require it's a very they're very deep readings. Um, it's very deep. This is the beginning of the gospel, and mind you, the gospel starts with Matthew, and it's kind of important to note that um, Matthew's version, because we're going to learn more into who Matthew was. We're going to learn more about who Matthew was and why God, and why and how why it's so important that Matthew is at the beginning of the, cha- the gospel in the New Testament. Um, so, if anybody didn't know that, uh, a little bit, a little bit, understand before we we close out is the old testament before jesus and it does reference of the future when jesus christ comes but in the future jesus christ god you'll see god but jesus christ himself has not been born yet um after matthew matthew starts when jesus came and then fair enough that's the new testament so the old testament is all the way from Genesis, all the way up into Matthew, and then the New Testament after Jesus is Matthew and and forth up to Revelations, and um, that's the New Testament. Um, it's very important to note that it's just so you can understand more of what you're reading. You know, a lot about the Bible is understanding what you are reading, and you know the Jewish, uh, the Jewish religion mainly focus on the first five books of the Bible, which is Genesis, Exodus. Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, which is Moses. Um, but we believe in the whole thing. And, and, and it was kind of important to note that just so we can understand, like, okay, what's the Torah, what's the Bible? Um, after Deuteronomy, a lot of the Jews don't believe it, but there is some mess called Messianic Jews. That was just a random thought, a uh, random fact to throw out there, I guess. Um, but again, I, I really enjoyed today's Bible reading. I'm, I'm glad I was able to throw a half hour into this 26 it's actually a very longer one but really i was being i was pressed by the lord and i was pressed on myself to do this today so i'm finally glad i got to do it remember if there's anything you absolutely need you need to talk about vent about comment question if you think i'm a mistaken somewhere if you can give me a better enlightenment somewhere if you just want to have a simple conversation or you need advice on a personal thing going on in your life or any absolutely anything in the world you can always email me personally at christians with an s united ministry at gmail.com that's christians united ministry at gmail.com my name is travis and thank you so much this has been christians united ministry god be with you